Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Rob, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Jamie H, Slayer4967, Ope just gonna sneak right past you there, Dicky Lopez, Licky Topez, Cardifex, Alex K, More Dine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grittis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Fig Tier, Zach S, Joe, and Sleeve. And we've got a couple of people moving up to the big number level. From the build-up, it's Darren. And from the opening act, it's active Discordian Pickle. New patrons, both at the big number level, Caleb W. and Corey. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 99. That's right. This is Extinction Curse, Episode 100. We stand in the Darklands, having just been teleported there. We find ourselves in a rainbow crystal room. It's quite pretty, but there's some emo emus who we kill. We also find some of their eggs. As we continue on, we come across an adorable rainbow crystal dog who obviously wants to be our friend. And he's such a good boy, we want to be his friend too. Shortly thereafter, we are accosted by a storm giant type thing. It wants us to leave, but we manage to talk them down with an impromptu performance. From there, it's just deeper into the Darklands. We continue. As you continue forward, this cavern is dark and does not have many features at all. It just looks like a long tunnel. You travel down that tunnel for several miles. Is there anything that any, that you all want to do while you're here alone in the tunnel? Um, I mean, we could maybe take a 10 minutes to heal up. Well, yeah, up. we could take a little bit of time to heal up. That'd be fair. Who needs it? I need it. I need a little itty bitty bit. I'll do me and you. And Turtle needs some. I'll set it to 20. Or I could set it to 30 and get an extra 30. I'm going to do it. I set the DC to 30. Th- first time I'm doing it. Ooh, first time, book five. Nice. And, he and I crit it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're healed to full. Yeah, you're oh, good. The 30 doesn't double, does it? Doesn't it? Oh, it's I guess the 30 four, doesn't double. Yeah. 4d8 plus 30 or 35 for you or whatever. Yeah, it'll be 35 for me, and it'll be uh, 48. So I heal myself, 58. And I'm only down 16, so you can't possibly not heal me enough. Yeah, you get healed enough. All right, I'm good now. All right, then after a brief respite in the lonely cavern tunnel here, you move forward. From when you leave Pashvet's cavern to when you get to the next feature, about 20 miles you travel. Oh, shit. Takes a good portion of the day. And you end up arriving maybe just around what would be dinner time. This cavernous tunnel begins to open slowly over the last quarter mile or so. It opens out to about a width of about 45 feet. Before you see this dim light, this fluorescent colored light coming from ahead. Does it still have that same feeling here? Like that like oppressive muffled feeling? Or did that end at their cave? No, that's kind of just me flavoring the Darklands. You're underground. Miles underground. Right, but we were having that issue because of it, I thought. Oh, no, that was the sounds. 
From the crystals? Yeah, from the crystals. Okay. Bouncing really oddly because of the facet, the smooth facets all over the cave. As you work your way through the cavernous hallway here and it widens out and you see that iridescent glow that's coming from ahead of you, you get closer and you see that this cavern that opens up is uh, split by a uh, deep pond. And this cavern is split into two halves. On both sides of that pond, giant mushrooms grow as tall as 30 feet from the ground, reaching halfway to the top of the cavern. The walls and the ceiling of the western half of the cavern are covered in vines. And on the eastern side of the water, the forest of mushrooms gets even denser. And you are taken by the bioluminescent beauty. You've got these greens and purples and oranges illuminating this cavern in this dim, calming light. I eat one. It tastes a little weird. You said there was oranges. No, orange. Orange light. Oh. <laughs> orange light. Jeb, why don't you go ahead and give me a, a nature check? On the rocks? The mushrooms? Mushrooms. The mushrooms. I thought we were still in a cave. I'm paying attention. 43... I was going to say something about Tyler only ever asking Jeb for nature checks, but then Jeb gets a 43, and it's like, well. <laughs> Moonlight has nature. It's not great. Yeah, but I can't even, I can't get a 43. <laughs> oh. Jeb, you know that these mushrooms actually are, are not dangerous to touch, but they are, in fact, toxic when ingested. Don't eat them, guys. Do you spit up the one you just ate? <laughs> I thought there were oranges. <laughs> I was lied to by the voice in the sky. Nope, not an orange. You also notice that the, the vines that are climbing the western wall of this cavern are sturdy enough for you to climb. Mm. And there are enough vines that actually creep across to the ceiling here that you think you may be able to use some of the vines to swing over this body of water if you want. What do you all do? Uh, I'm going to jump on Peach Pie's shoulders and he's going to run us across. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. He's got water walk or whatever that's called. I do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he's just going to run across the water. Flap, 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 flap. Oh, God, and here I thought we'd only be using that meme once or twice. I run over to the other side. Told you, I jumped on your arms. Your arms. You carried Yep. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Moonlight hops up on Peach Pie, and Peach Pie flat flaps across. What's wrong with Is it just this water looks bad? Yeah, the water doesn't look bad. You guys are just afraid of a little fucking getting your shoes wet? I mean, if you can do it, why not? <laughs> just fun. Turtle leaps. Splash, kitty. Does our crystal doggo friend splash through it? If yeah, if the if the, I mean they're following you. Yeah, I'm sure that doesn't even affect him. Should we just name it Crystal? I like it. A, a 15 foot jump is like easy for most people at this level. I was just gonna say, yeah, Turtle's just gonna go down to this part and be like, Jeb, what's the problem? Get your short ass legs over here. Oh no, I'm drowning! Oh, <laughs> no, you can't drown. You can breathe underwater too. Oh no, I'm inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm what? <laughs> I'm what? 
Jeb and the wizard, you see, as you're watching Peach Pie's back, as he flap, flap, flaps across the water, all that splashing and sound echoes throughout the cave here. Two mounds that you thought were just maybe mounds filled with, you know, fungus and other detritus, maybe. Stand up. Oh. And these huge creatures are made of rocks and dirt and vines and fungus. I love it. And they're on the western side of the pool. Animal empathy! Wow, we failed that perception check. Sure did. So I'm going to need initiatives from everyone. So we're going to say, like, at the top of Peach Pie and Moonlight's turn, they are just getting to the shore on the other side. Peach Pie, Moonlight, outside of initiative, give me a perception check. God damn it. One. 28? 24. Good stuff. There's probably more of these plant things, but uh, it's got a spirit. I can sense it. Still need to make a perception check for things that are hiding. No, I sense the spirit. I just don't know where it is. Oh, okay. Well, Moonlight, as soon as you cross among the dense mushrooms on this side of the body of water, you sense five spirits. Five? Oh, shit. Yep. Don't know if that's good or bad, but... (laughs) So, at the top of round one, this huge mound stands up out of the ground. You see it turn and, like, watch Peach Pie run across the body of water as he does and then turns back to Turtle and Jeb and the wizard and lumbers toward you. Wait, does it even need to lumber? Fuck no. No, it honestly doesn't. From 15 feet away swings a giant boulder bound by vines at Turtle and gets a 36 to hit. Hell yeah, brother. Then Turtle is going to take... 39 points of bludgeoning damage. Not okay, brother. And as Turtle gets just smashed by this mass of fungus and rocks and vines, it uses a free action to grab Turtle. If the next words out of your mouth are swallow whole, I'm driving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I don't have a fucking car. God damn it. (laughs) Disconnecting is all. Plant's second and third action is to stride double its speed, and I need a reflex save from Turtle, Jeb, and the Wizard. 34. I don't want to fail that. It's not a mental effect, correct? (laughs) I still think I'm going to fail it, but 33. So Jeb gets a 33, fails. Wizard gets a 34, fails. Turtle gets a 38, succeeds. So now, interestingly, it's going to basically be rolling over Jeb and Turtle and the wizard. Turtle doesn't take any damage here, but Jeb and the wizard become engulfed in this thing's body. Jeb, you're going to take 21 points of damage. Wizard, you're going to take 17 points of damage. The bludgeoning. Cool. And you are now grabbed and slowed one, and you have to hold your breath or start suffocating. Not cool. Can we suffocate? Like, how does the stone of the water stone read? Oh, I think that gives you water breathing. Oh, yeah. Specifically. If I have to hold my breath or start suffocating, does that mean I can't cast spells with verbal component? I think that's a reasonable assumption. 
Just don't hold your breath. I was gonna say you could just opt to not hold your breath, cast your spell, but then you'll start suffocating. So you can hold your breath for a number of rounds equal to five plus your constitution modifier, reducing your remaining air by one round at the end of each or by two if you attack or cast any spells that turn. If you speak, including casting spells with verbal components or activating items with command components, you lose all remaining air. So there you go. If it's got a verbal component, you fucked. (laughs) You just straight up lose all your air if you cast a spell. With the verbal component. Is there a flat check to cast the spell from grabbed? You're grabbed, so yeah, you'd get the the flat five check you need to overcome. It's a DC five. Okay. Good to know. So this huge plant is restraining Jebediah and the wizard inside of its bulk, and then one of its long, viney appendages is holding Turtle down, which takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. So if I do anything other than just hold my breath as an action, I have to I start losing turns or what? So you have a certain number of... It's five plus your constitution modifier. A five plus con mod. Unless, of course, you had uh, breath control. Yeah. <laughs> S to your feet. Hashtag S to your feet. So, Jeb, how, what is Jeb's constitution modifier? Four. So you have nine... And that means that you're going to reduce that number by one at the end of each of your turns, or by two if you attacked or cast any spells that turn. However, we also found out if you cast a spell with a verbal component, you lose all remaining air. You also lose one round worth if you critically get critically hit or critically fail a save against a damaging effect. Such as Constrict. Does Constrict actually attack, or does it just deal damage? Uh, do you make a fortitude save? Oh, okay. So for each attack, or I could do three attacks, and it would all just be one. Well, you're slowed one, so you lose your first action. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just says by two if you attacked. All right. And so, yeah, so at the end of your round, you reduce your remaining air. If you attacked, you reduce by two. So I think if you attacked all, you know, twice, both times, would likely be fine, I think. I get a nat 20 to escape artist. Ooh. Or what, what would it be? Athletics? Athletics, yeah. Do I fall like out in a square outside of here or something? Based on where you were, yeah, so right there. So you're going to kind of wrench your way and, you know, make space and get out, and your face emerges from all the dirt and the mushrooms, and you've got a little bit in your hair, but you make it out. Does make an athletics check affect? That doesn't affect my attack penalty, right? Or would it? Uh, the escape action does have the attack trait, so that yes, would that would affect... Well, I hit him for 33 and miss, and I'm done. Three is going to miss, but you're no longer slowed. Actually, Turtle's just going to hold her breath. Turtle, no, Turtle gets an action, but Turtle's just grabbed, not engulfed. She succeeded on the reflex save. Tempt her best to claw. Or she could attempt to escape the grab, too. Oh, I guess she's probably got what she got for that. 40? Turtle also wiggles her way out of the grasp of the vines that are clutching this creature. Nice. Jeb and Turtle, when you escape, you both take some piercing damage from the thorns and the vines. We're too attuned to nature for that to happen. I like I like where your head's at. You still <laughs> take 10 points of damage, and Turtle will take 15 points of damage. Well done, Jeb. Uh... Lost your turn, but you got out of all the shit that was holding you down. 
just in time for the second huge plant creature to go. So the second mound lumbers up, uses two actions to get within striking distance of Turtle and Jebediah, and is going to make an attack on Turtle, actually. Yeah, make an attack on Turtle. Gets a 46 to hit. Okay. Oh boy, here comes a fatal d12 roll. Turtle takes 76 points of damage. She's hanging on. Clobbered by the arm of this huge creature. As a free action, it's going to grab Turtle once more. Turtle's grabbed again, this time by the other one. Sorry, the other plant creature. Huge plant too! Mm-hmm. Well, that's its turn. I'm going to do some behind-the-scenes things here real quick. Peach Pie, Moonlight, give me perception checks. We already did. Uh, things are happening. More perception is yeah. needed. Please, let me roll again and get another fucking low-ass number. <laughs> 41. Moonlight's just fascinated by the fact that they just got ran over water. Oh my god, I've never done this. Peach Pie, <laughs> you're getting your bearings on the other shore here, and you hear skittering all around you. Spiders! In front of you in the forest. Cool. It's your favorite thing. Yes. It is your turn, Peach Pie. Okay. Action one. Going to uh, rage. No. To change this around. But please don't put me right next to that thing. <laughs> Action one and two. I sudden charge. Moonlight's like holding on to your back. <laughs> yeah, none of that's going to work. Hold on. Let me just figure out the distance. Yeah, I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to use two actions to move over there. Free action to drop Moonlight behind me. And then my third action will be either to hit him or to rage. And I think I'll go for the hit. Let's try and hit him. Try and hit him. All right. Yeah, not raging. This is not the one that's engulfing the wizard. No, but this is the one I could get to. And I miss, and that's the end of my turn. All right, well, then after Peach Pie runs Moonlight back over to the other side of the pond and misses the second creature, Moonlight, it's your turn. Not sure I want to be over here, (laughs) but it didn't attack of opportunity him as he ran through. It did not. Uh, let's see. Turtle's in between the two of them, so can't really do AoEs. Most of my stuff's mental, which I've had enough experience to know that that's probably not going to hurt the fucking... A tree? Trees. Finds rock, dirt, and sentient fungus. But yeah. What you said. Do these things have spirits? Can I... S- that's a good question. Like, they're alive, but not... They certainly are. Just a reminder, the Wiz is currently engulfed and has very a very slim chance of escaping ever. What do you expect me to do about it? Wait, how do I escape? Is it, is it acrobatics or athletics? You can choose. Good, because my athletics is minus one. My acrobatics isn't that bad, I guess. Do you not prepare collective transposition anymore? I have it, but you're engulfed. Are you, can I actually even see you? Also, I'm a long ways away from you. I don't know. Can you see me if I'm engulfed? Like, what is he engulfed like, by? Like, is this just vines and shit where you can like, still it's, see? It's or? like it's it's vine. It's like the, what he's made out of. So like dirt, vines, rocks, fungus. Yeah, I guess. Can I see him? Is he fully encompassed by this vines, dirt, and fungus? I mean, yeah. Can I? 
And and can I see out of it if I wanted to try to collect a transposition myself? I don't I, think so. And the reason I'm going to say no is because you can't breathe. Oh yeah, I suppose so yeah. it makes it makes sense. You're just completely engulfed. I have a backup plan, but it's going to take me out of combat completely. So you guys enjoy. I will be <laughs> leaving shortly. <laughs> it has a rudimentary intelligence and an unquenchable thirst for blood. I'm going to say yes. They're they're dumb, but they're sentient. I'm going to say yes. They do have spirits. So this thing is obviously earthy, but is it like attached to the ground? No. How tall are the ceilings here? 60 feet. How big are these mushrooms that are next to it? Not big enough for it to like grab onto and hold onto, is it? The purple ones? No. No, not the purple-topped mushrooms. The orange, or sorry, the green-topped mushrooms, those are like 30 feet tall. We'll give it a try anyways. Is it time? I think it's finally time. About time? You need the right reason, you know? Casting reverse gravity. <laughs> well then. This is the first time you've, you're ca- you've cast it, right? Correct. Then let's talk about what happens. So it's all three actions. It creates a 20-foot radius, 40-foot tall cylinder of anti-gravity. Actually, reverse gravity. So anything in the area that aren't, isn't secured to the ground immediately falls upward to the top of the area. A creature might be able to grab an edge to arrest its fall if it falls past an appropriate surface. If a creature falls against a solid object, it's a ceiling, it's 60-foot ceiling, so that's not going to be an issue, but it would take damage. Um, once it reaches the top of the area, it floats caught between the normal and reverse gravity. The creature can move along the plane where the two forms of gravity meet. Creatures that levitate or fly can use abilities to mitigate the effects of reverse gravity. So it's going to float, essentially, because the area of this thing is 20-foot radius and a 40-foot tall s- cylinder. Correct. Uh, it's just going to float 40 feet in the air. Correct. And it can move along that plane. Question, if it can move along that plane, does that mean it can jump out of the plane? doesn't say whether that's a possibility or not. Okay. It just says the creature can move along the plane where the two forms of gravity meet. Standard and then the reverse at the top. Yeah. The 40-foot cylinder. So, well, let's do this. So the first thing that's going to happen... Here's the thing I love about this spell, first of all. There is no save to this spell. No save, no attack. It just happens. Just happens. Basically, the only mitigating factor that that uh, the targets of the spell or the peop- uh, creatures in the area is to attempt to grab an edge. I'm going to say that for the Wemoth in particular here, grabbing an edge is possible for two reasons. One, he's within ten feet of one of these mushrooms, and he has a fifteen foot reach. So he's going to grab an edge as a reaction as you as he starts to. What's fall. he grabbing? A mushroom? Yes, he's dra- grabbing the stalk of a tree-like mushroom. How big is this? Mu- is it going to carry this guy's weight? Well, I mean, the mushroom's thirty feet tall. Oh, it's like a big one. Okay, all right, all right. It's like a tree mushroom tree, I guess. All right, so he's going to do a uh, grab an edge on that, which is a reflex save. Wow, he's got a really high reflex save. Uh, so he's going to get a 39. And that'll beat my save, which I think is what it needs to... Yeah, climb DC generally, but in this case, yeah, I, I like falling back to spell DCs. But 
It's like, okay, fine. Now he's holding on to a stalk in the middle of the reverse gravity. He's 30 feet in the air in the reverse gravity. So here's the fun thing. It's a pretty stupid creature. It doesn't know that the top of the reverse gravity is 40 feet off the ground. So it's never going to reach it because the mushrooms are only 30 feet tall. So this mound of dirt and mushrooms and vines starts floating up through the air and a long appendage reaches out to one of the tree-like mushrooms that stretch towards this ceiling and he grabs onto it and he's hanging on with the mass of his body floating upwards as he's holding on with just that vine. Peach Pie, I've cleared the way. Go save the wizard. All right. The wizard is going to save himself. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Then after Moonlight, Wizard, it is your turn. Time for rules discussion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can I willingly fail a save? Oh, this question. Pretty sure you can. I cannot find a rule anywhere that states I can. So it does state in targets, some spells restrict you to willing targets. A player can declare their character a willing or unwilling target at any time, regardless of turn order or their character's condition. The spell says nothing about a willing target, but the willing target rules could come into play. To me, that implies you can choose to do something about an incoming spell, especially if you're casting it. Because I want to maintain the flexibility that the magic system has, I'm going to make this call on a per spell level. I don't want to try saying no to something cool you're going to do, but I do want to have a real conversation about the traits that it has and whether or not you can choose to fail something like that. This doesn't even have a save immediately. Maybe I misunderstood the spell. Holy shit, are you going to cast Maze on yourself? Fuck yeah, I am! (laughs) (laughs) And it does not have a a saving throw to start, so I literally just put myself into the maze, and then I'm going to choose to fail it and stay in the maze for a little while. Oh, wow. Uh, I think... (laughs) I mean, in that case, I think you would be fine, because you can choose not to look for a way out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just... I'm just gonna chill and maybe, like, eat some snacks. <laughs> like, these guys got this eventually, right? Like, Here's the killer. It's actually, it's extra dimensional. Like, that totally fits. Maze is a Baphomet spell? That's awesome. And Nephis. Uh, I rolled a 19 for the flat check to be able to cast it. I use all of my breath and cast myself into a fucking maze. Love it. Beautiful. And you can breathe in the maze when you're suffocating. Your value doesn't decrease until the end of your turn. So although you use all of your air to cast the spell, once you get into the maze, you can breathe before the end of your turn. Also... Once each turn, the target can spend one action. It doesn't say you have to. Yeah, so I'm good at maze. So you can choose, but can you sustain your own maze while you're in the maze? <laughs> why not? I guess I don't see. Why I don't not. see why not. It's just an interesting. I'm just gonna hang out there for a bit. Which means that when 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 you want to leave the maze, you just stop sustaining it. Yep. Up to one minute. I think you just accidentally found a little hidey hole. Rope trick. Remember how my time oracle used to remove herself from time in situations? Yeah. 
That's ex this is exactly out. what it reminds me of. Oh, that's so fucking cool. And it, if, if I do come back and the square that I, w I left was occupied, I moved to the square next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so if I wanted to come back, fuck you and your engulf, Tyler. That is literally a get out of engulf free spell. Wow. Okay. Ted, take a hero point. That is fucking clever. I like it. Just wasted, wasted an 8th level spell to get my shit myself out of yeah, I mean, trouble. yeah. It's just a super creative use of the spell. We're gonna blow up this tree and there's gonna be no whiz and we're gonna be like, uh... <laughs> you you guys gone. are like mourning me. <laughs> and I back up. It's been digested already. No. <laughs> I, I missed the anti-gravity shit. Was that this tree or the other tree? The other, uh, the other one. one. The other one? Okay. The other one. The other, I I, I'm I, not going to reappear like mid-air, am I? No. <laughs> I used it to would. take care of that one so we could concentrate on the other one. On helping you. <laughs> I mean, and also just focus firing. I mean, Turtle's pretty fucked up right now. Yeah, these things are no slouches. You just don't have to worry about the squishy wizard that's engulfed anymore. You're good. Except, except we do. We think we do anyways. I mean, you guys would have heard me cast a spell, I think. What? While no, you're engulfed? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, no. There's no way. Save me, guys! <laughs> wow. I win. That's wizard win spell. Well, then after the wizard, top of the order with round two, it is the not floating one. This is the one that thought he had himself a wizard well in hand. Suddenly, I'm hungry again. Yeah. It's like, like Chinese food. It never sticks with you. Like, I had, I had something here. Now it's gone. It is going to use its first two actions to stride forward, and it can move up to two times its speed. So here's the real question. He's going to move across Jebediah, Turtle, make his way down towards Peach Pie and Moonlight. But he hits the gravity well and goes... Right? <laughs> He would absolutely hit that gravity well. Unless he's going into the water. I suppose that would, like, lift up half of him? It'd suck him in, right? Well, no, it doesn't just suck him in. Wait, like, half of you is reverse gravity and half of you is normal gravity? What do you think's gonna happen? So during his engulf movement, he's going to cross over the edge of the reverse gravity spell. It's going to flip him off, and he's actually going to get kicked into the water. Ready for the fun part? Where I can breathe. <laughs> let's let's find out where Jeb and Turtle are, if they are engulfed or not. So, Jeb, Turtle, give me reflex saves on the engulf. And let's see if you tumble down into the water with this thing or not. Turtle users. A turtle gets a 44, a Jeb gets a 38. That is a success in both cases. So the way that it works is you can actually follow its path... Or just step out of the way. Which do you prefer? We'll back up, what? You moving out of the way is you jumping into the water. Fucking sure, dude. What about turtles? You just duck between its legs. Come on. Between its legs? Look at it, it's got a freaking... This thing's massive. Like, look at the... Like, I'm sure Jeff could... But no, you're right. I would never question the DM. Never. That's not true. So Jeb takes a dip in the drink... The large plant creature does as well, and Turtle steps to the side. That's not how it thought its turn was going to go. I mean, it still has... It's just a move, right? Uh, no, it's a two-action to engulf. So yeah, it's stride up to double your speed. 
So with his last action... He stands up. I mean, he's in the water. He's going to sink down pretty quickly with all the rocks and junk. You watch it sink, and you see that it's about 30 feet to the bottom. This thing is big, and it's made of a bunch of rocks and shit, so it's going to use its third action after falling and taking some damage here to climb back up. And he starts climbing the edge of the water here to get back up to the top. He doesn't quite make it, but he gets right up to the edge of it. Jeb, that takes it over to you. I get out of the water? Congratulations. I did it. Did I hear the skittering? Did Peach Pie say anything about the skittering? Nope. Okay. I will use two actions to cast Heal Animal. Which is a lot. She will have not quite full health. But... Is you heal her for 89 and she's not at full health yet? No. Oh, wolf. Turtle's been taking some damage. Kitty's been tank- tanking. And Turtle goes over here to investigate. She still smells the whiz. She's confused. <laughs> Where's he at? Then uh, the other plant, the one that's hanging by the mushroom in the reverse gravity, is going to continue hanging on and actually start climbing the mushroom. So it has a climb speed. It gets all the way to the base of the mushroom, and then it's going to use its second action. It reaches its arms and its vines to its perception up, but for you guys it looks like it's going down and grabbing the earth, and then it starts pulling itself into the ground, and it disappears. How fast is its climb speed? Damn. 25-foot climb, and then it just burrowed into the ground. Takes us over to Peach Pie. So the one that was into the anti-grav burrowed into the ground, and then there's one in the water. If I were to walk over to the water, can I see it well enough to hit it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it has a 25-foot climb, and the pool is 30 feet deep. All right. Rage. Move up to it. Hit it. And it's just cresting the surface of the water about where it's at, too. Get a 37. 37 hits. I deal it. 42 damage. It still is not bloodied. It looks fine. Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, this is a hard one. Throw a book at it! (laughs) Think about it. I'm going to use one of my focus points. Cast Consuming Darkness. 15 foot emanation. Shadows wriggle before spreading out from you. Form a gateway of clinging, consuming shadows through which the horrors of another plane can be barely seen. Uh, the first time it's sustained, I can increase the radius by 5 feet. Each enemy that enters the area or begins its turn in the area takes 2d6 negative damage and must attempt a reflex save. So I'll do what I've done before. I'm going to cast it and then immediately sustain it. That increases the emanation, right? Yep. Okay. So it, makes, it gives me a 15-foot emanation, which I, my understanding is 15 feet from the sides of my thing, so... And in a box, too. And in a box. So that'll just reach huge plant number one. It's only enemies, so Peach Pie is fine. Oh, it is only enemy. Okay, all right. So it goes into Peach Pie and also the edge of this creature. Yeah, and at the level I'm at, it's now up to 5d6 negative damage. Oh, wow. So I'm going to need a reflex save from the huge plant. It'll get a 33. 
Um, it's actually a failure. So it takes the full 5d6 negative. Hopefully it takes negative damage. Oof, not great rolls. What, two ones and a two. Takes 15 damage and a minus 10 foot circumstance penalty. It does take all the damage. Its big left appendage that it's using to climb starts getting sucked into Moonlight's shadow and then taking that damage for it. Minus 10 foot movement speed, right? Yes. Is that all movement speed types? Or is this one of those when something refers to a speed, it's talking about land speed situations? I think it's all speeds because it says a minus, because the success says a minus five foot circumstance penalty to its speeds. It is plural. Yep, it's plural, and then failure modifies it to minus 10. But it's only while it's in the consuming darkness. It's only while it's in the emanation. So if it, like, burrowed underground and it was no longer in the emanation or something like that, I think the penalty would go away. That makes sense. Wizard, in his maze, your turn. I enjoy that my first casting of maze in this campaign is on myself. It's on yourself. It is pretty funny. Is all of your stuff getting kicked out because it's an extra-dimensional space? That's specifically... Is it just the mansion that doesn't allow that? I thought it, that's that's I thought specifically it, the mansion. I thought extra-dimensional spaces couldn't go inside of each other without being... Extra-dimensional effect placed inside another extra-dimensional space ceases to function until it is removed. That's just in extra-dimensional. Fuck. Yarp. So do you go into your maze and then a bunch of shit falls out? <laughs> or does it fall out on our side? It fills the thing up with all of your shit and it's like <laughs> bulging. <laughs> I mean, what would its bulk capacity be? Is that fucking... <laughs> I think we've flavored maze? that. I don't think maze has a bulk capacity. No, it, if it comes out before I go into the maze and it just fills that dude up. I, I think we've set a precedence oh that, it, that it drops out when you enter the extra-dimensional space, though. That's true. We, we did set that precedent. Stupid. That, that was your conclusion after looking into it. So when I end my maze, is all my shit coming back with me? Yeah, except for on the ground. Well, then I don't even need to take... Okay, we're good. Wizard, you're, I guess, sitting in your maze with a pile of stuff? Surrounded by all of my shit. Um, There's munchies within reach. First action, sustain, because I want to stay in here. Second action, grab some munchies. Third action, light my pipe and sigh as I look around and see all my shit in piles around me again. (laughs) And I, I start snacking on the munchies. Every time, man. <laughs> I, I, like, I just need to learn my fucking lesson. Like, there's no way around this, though. Like, there's no, like, lock I can put on my extra-dimensional spaces to make them work inside my other extra-dimensional spaces. Like, I gotta really think about this one. All right. Well, that takes us up to the top of the order. It's round three, and it's the huge plant creature that's coming out of the water. Now, it has a penalty right now. I need a reflex save. Oh, because it starts in? Yes. The shadows? Got it. It gets a 37. Okay. So it's only got a minus five penalty now, and it takes half damage. It takes 10 negative damage. Oh, got it. So the speed penalty goes to negative five now. Yes. So he uses his first action to go in, and he's basically what he's going to try to do is he's going to get up and stand on the shore here, but he runs into a similar issue that he did earlier. 
he's partway in the reverse gravity. Now, he's not barreling through now. It's a more calculated, you know, stride up onto the shore here. But as soon as he realizes that that's happening, he's going to fall back into the water. Well, I'm going to take a deck of opportunity on him first. Good point. Why don't you do that? 47. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that's a critical hit. I knock him prone right where he's at with 104 damage. You would knock him prone as he leaves his first square. As he leaves the water, yeah. Which means he's going to fall right back into the water. Would be as it makes its first movement. It was... So it never would reach the shore. Yeah. So it has both of its arms up and kind of holding the edge of the land here before that, sh- that sheer drop 30 feet in the water. He sidles to the side, and when he does... Look at those D12 rolls on that damage. 12, 5, 12, 12, 2, 9. That is a those massive amount hot. of damage. And it takes all 104 points of damage from that critical hit, and uh, it falls in the water again all the way down to the bottom. Jeb, Peach, by you can see it's a really clear body of water. By the way, you can see all the way down to the bottom here. It looks frustrated, and instead of climbing, it burrows into the wall in the water. What an idiot! Which means both of the creatures are underground, and it's now Jebediah's turn. Hold. Got it. It would be huge plant number two. Uses all three actions to do it, but he travels underground and emerges about ten feet behind Moonlight. I need a reflex save. Ah, because he's entering that space. Yes. When he gets a 37. Damn. Uh, I was hoping he'd critically, or at least fail. So that's a success. He takes half damage. He gets a minus five foot to his speeds. So he takes eight damage. Then after he emerges behind Moonlight Peach Pie, it's your turn. Sudden charge and hit him. 37 to hit. 37 hits. We'll deal him 46 damage and then uh, we'll just make a second attack and miss. All right. Then after Peach Pie, that's going to take us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Uh, I'll start by sustaining my spell. So it gets five feet bigger. It's now four squares around me. Okay. God, this thing's barely hurt, huh? Um, and then I'm going to cast... Uh, I don't really want him to do it fortitude. Say this thing's probably got a ridiculous fortitude. I think I'm just going to throw a book at huge plant number two. Uh, nat 20. 46. Shit. A book hits him square for a critical hit. The book hit it. Oh, look at all those DCs. Look at all those DCs. 73 <laughs> book damage. Yeah, that, wow. is a, that is a powerful book. <laughs> It tears through this creature. Oh, that's pretty bitchin'. Uh, that's my turn. I'll choose to go. Ooh, Jeb jumps in. I will move up 30 feet, and I'll cast Impaling Spike. I need a reflex save. Uh, not He fails. 31 does fail. I've never had this thing fail before, so... <laughs> That's a good point. You've cast Impaling Spike quite a few times, and usually it's followed they by always- success. Well, I'll do 37 damage, and it failed, so the target is impaled through the leg or another vital part of its body. The creature takes full damage, and if it's standing on solid ground, becomes immobilized. It can attempt to escape. Uh, this escape is my DC. While it remains impaled, it takes damage from any weakness to cold iron as if it had... Yeah. All right, that's all I got, though. Sweet. Jeb impales this thing and gets it stuck in the ground. 
Oh, that's a good setup. Then after Jeb, Wizard, how are your munchies? Delicious. First action, I continue to sustain the maze. I'm staying in my maze. Second and third actions, I cast Unseen Servant. Now I have a friend in here. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Turns up. <laughs> I couldn't. I got my slime. I got my Unseen Servant. I'm good to be in here for a bit. Then after the wizard, we're going to the top of round four with our other huge plant creature. The one we can't see right now? The one you can't see right now. The one that's underground. The creature emerges from the ground from behind Jebediah. And it emerges in a spot where it is still close to and next to the reverse gravity. And it's still partially in it. But it's not enough. It's not taking up all that space. So it wobbles a little bit. And unsteady, it shifts over away from it as much as it can. It's going to use its third action to attack Jebediah, but because it's off-kilter, it's going to take a minus-two circumstance penalty to that attack for being partially in the reverse gravity. Jeb does a 36 hit. Sure does, mate. All right, Jeb, you're going to take 37 points of damage, and you are now grabbed. Just grabbed, so I can attack with my one-handed weapon? Normally. Oh, normally. Okay. All right. Peach Pie, it's your turn. We are going to just keep attacking this one in front of me. Get a 47 to hit. Critical hit. I deal him 83 damage and knock him prone. He gets knocked down. And I attack him again. Is prone and immobilized? Is it? Can he actually be knocked prone if I have him immobilized? I would assume so. I'll just attempt to attack him a third time. Okay. And get a 35 to hit. 35 hits. Because he's prone. And I'll hit him for 51. Well, now he's bloodied. After Peach Pie pummels for a little bit, Moonlight, it's your turn. I cast Gravity while set to hit to pull a huge plant 2 into my reverse gravity. I need a reflex save. Wait, <laughs> just let me hit it. Just let me hit no, it. No, oh my god, not stop. Not number one, number two. Oh, okay, okay. Not the one you're hitting, the other one. I'm trying to crowd control the other one still. <laughs> okay, so it needs to give a reflex save, right? Yeah, let me drop that on him. 41 for the reflex save. So success, it moves five feet towards the center, so... Which I, I'm assuming that's enough to pull it in. And if so, it's grabbing me. Does it release the grab, or do I go, wee? Oh, does Jeb go with it? <laughs> I mean, that's that those rules that we were discussing another time about being forced movement. Forced movement. Yeah, so it was about something overcoming another, but I'm going to make that irrelevant. When he gets pulled into the reverse gravity, he gets pulled in far enough so that just barely he's starting to then rise up. And as soon as the reverse gravity begins to rise him up, then the gravity well straightens him in there as he has no control again. And he lets go of Jebediah with his grapple in order to reach over to attempt to grab an edge on this mushroom stalk. What a guy. So he's going to get a 32 on the grab and edge. Is this the same one that did this before, or is this the other one? Yes. This is the same one. Um, 32 fails. Okay. Uh, then he's gonna float up to the top. Alright, well he's now 40 feet in the air, hanging out. Cool. While he does that, he enters my consuming darkness. I need another reflex save. 
Oh, I suppose he does. Gravity well pulled him into that. Reflex save for the darkness is 44. He takes half damage, he takes seven damage. I'm just going to slowly eat away at these guys, you know, slowly. Just one little dots, dots, yep. more dots. And now he's, you know, back at the top of the gravity wall. And that's my turn. Wow, we. A lot of darkness, Moonlight. Yep. Jebediah. Sudden charge, it attacks me. It doesn't. It hasn't yet. Oh, I thought I thought these ones did. Sorry. I swing, and it's prone and immobilized, and a hit. The 37 hits. 32 damage. Well, Jeb, because you've got that slicing axe, it actually seems to have a weakness to it. That 32 is actually 47. Oh my god, that's what kills it. <laughs> and you cut it down, and it falls apart into, like, gravel bits of vine and rocks into a heap. And the wizard's dead! Wizard's dead! <laughs> no one knows what happened wizard. to that guy. It's the wizard's turn. Right. Wiz, are you coming back now or are you doing munchies? I sustain my unseen servant and I do a two-action uh, recall knowledge check on these guys because I do want to know what they are. Uh, 37. So you're just, like, considering while you're inside of the maze, or because you sustained... Just thinking back, what are these guys? Okay, okay. Uh, a 37. The sustained action for my Unseen Servant, I tell him to start um, cleaning up the pile of shit around us. I wanted to yeah. start ordering it together. And then the two actions to figure out what these guys are quick. So because you are no longer sustaining the maze, you drop out of it. At the end of his turn, he drops out. At the end of his turn? Yeah. Got it. All right, so then the Unseen Servant is starting to gather things together and just, you know, piles as best it can in four seconds. You succeed with a 37. They're called Wemoths. And a, yeah, a Wemoth is a, it's a plant creature. It's actually an evil plant creature because it gains sentience consuming, like, blood. So usually Wemoths will appear at sites of great battles or things where there have been a lot of blood spilled. How many bits of info do I get? With the success, you get two. Okay. Weaknesses. Slashing. Weakness, cold, 20. Slashing, 15. Oh, cold 20. There you go, Wiz. Just fucking ready for Austin to die. Good to know. Uh, second question, weakest save. Weakest save is Will. Perfect. And I come out of my maze along with all my shit and my Unseen Servant and my slime. Clatter, spill. Unseen Servant's got some work to do. <laughs> Alright, well then as the wizard reappears, we go up to the top of the order with round five. I do call out as a free action once I come back. It's weak to cold and slashing. With slashing, right? Yep. Cold and slashing. Hello, wizard. Where did you come from? Oh, it's a long story. I just needed some time to think. <laughs> At the top of round five is our live Wemoth. Need a reflex save. Oh, hey, it takes no damage. On his turn, he makes a reflex save against Moonlight's Emanation, because that thing's huge now. Uh, but it was nat 20. Uh, with its first action, it floats there. It's not really sure what to do. With its second action, it pulls a rock 
from its body and hurls it down at the party. Is going to hurl it at Moonlight, actually. For a 37 to hit. So, this is what's kind of weird. Like, it can just throw it at me. It's not going to be, like, uh, partially affected by the reverse gravity at all. Because he can't really throw it di- he can't really throw it directly at me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because of the reverse... The gra- yeah, the, the corner of the cylinder would actually be right in the way. Yeah. Imagine trying to calculate that shit as you're throwing yeah, it. Right. Seriously. So, what he's going to do is he's going to use his, his second action to grab a boulder and throw it at him. Uh, but it's going to hit the corner of the reverse gravity and it just throws off the entire throw. And it lands 15 feet beyond because it's almost like it hit a ramp. And it looks confused. And with its third action, it slowly starts walking forward. Like, on the reverse gravity that it can walk on. Which takes us over to Peach Pie. How high up in the air is he? 40 feet. 40. Alright, I go get in the gravity and I go towards him. <laughs> Peach Pie, just first action to step in. Yep. It's just like falling. You can go 40 feet up and almost instantaneously. Whee! I attack him. Fall damage? There's no fall damage unless there's a solid surface at the top. If there's a ceiling, yeah. Ah, I'm going to use my hero point on that. Ah, two. Let's try that again. There we go, 45. 45 hits. We'll deal him 37 damage. And with my third action, we'll make a second attack. No. I awesome blow. Awesome blow. To try and knock him down. Knock him out. (laughs) So I will make an athletics check against his fortitude DC. I get a 36. That is a failure by one. And I was trying to see if he had a condition that would lower that, but he doesn't. I'm done. Killing Moonlight. Then after Peach by Moonlight, it's your turn. Is it an action to dismiss a spell? I believe so. Wizard, I think you know this. Yeah, it is. Just one action? Special activity, it says, for dismiss. Yeah, it's one action. Concentrate trait. Yeah. Okay. I dismiss the spell. It falls 40 feet to the ground. <laughs> and Peach Pie. Both. So they both take 20 damage. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry, Peach Pie. Okay. Do I get an attack of opportunity as he moves? <laughs> as you both fall <laughs> down to the, the same time. <laughs> um, and it took damage. I assume it's prone then, right? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Both, both of them. Prone. I'll put that on him, yeah. And then I'm going to throw uh, my sickle. And use that sickle that I haven't used in a while. Going to do some slashing damage. Oh. Try to do my telekinetic projectile. You're just 20 points of guaranteed damage, and then let's see if we top him off. 43 to hit him. 43 hits. Yeah, I said slashing damage. That's going to be 38 slashing damage. Which gets bumped up to 53. And you guys did that it. That is enough to kill him. Boom. The sickle just cuts and slices through the vines that are holding this thing back to get together. After just getting its ass kicked, you guys walked this thing up and down. I guess you guys didn't need my information. You just had it. Let's <laughs> consider. Pick that up. <laughs> uh, so, sorry about. Sorry about dropping you, Peach Pie. It's alright. 
I say, my, like, red nose crooked. So as you're almost standing there, brushing off and just, you know, recovering after this combat, everybody give me a perception check. Those fucking spiders are still over there. 37. That's just the arbitrary number I just came up with. Or that one chick was, like, watching us this whole time. She made skittering noises? Uh, 34. (laughs) You see, on the ceiling, five spider-like creatures ready to descend on you. Back to the maze. I guess it's just combat after combat down here. Who knew it'd be so dangerous in a place called the Darklands, where we were specifically informed it'd be incredibly dangerous? Now we've got five giant skittering spiders? I don't like that at all. Will we all survive the ambush having just completed another big fight? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.